everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are so excited to bring you our interview with the head coach of the first ever HBCU gymnastics program at Fisk University, Ms. Corrine Tarver is here. Corrine was the first black gymnast to ever win an NCAA title. She's also a nine-time All-American and NCAA floor champion and won two team titles at Georgia. So she's a legend. And prior to that, she was also a U.S. national team member from 1985 to 1986. She has done all of the things in her career. Kareen is now leading the charge at Fisk University, where history is being made with the first gymnastics team ever at a historically black college and university. She joins us this week to discuss the plans for Fisk to become an NCAA school, how she has fielded her first team ever, and where she sees the program going. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. Big thank you goes out to Kathleen R, Amy M, Lucy S, Kevin K, Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Blake B, Elaine E, Redog, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, and Derek H. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, we will have a link in the show notes down below to where you can join and learn more about the perks of each tier level. As always, we appreciate all the support that we receive and you guys help to make the show what it is. So thank you. Now, let's get into today's episode. So as you guys know, we have an interview today with the head coach of the Fisk Gymnastics team, Corrine Tarver. But before we get to that, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of background because this is a really, really exciting time in the sport. And we want you to fully grasp and understand just how big it is for an HBCU to be launching a gymnastics program. And I think it's been a really long time in the making with a lot of people working behind the scenes to make it happen. So it's a really big deal. And we want to give you just some quick history and a little background for those of you who might not know a whole lot about HBCUs, because I'll be honest with you, a year ago, I didn't really know too much about it. It was just something that being a white person growing up in a predominantly white area, I hadn't really been educated on. So we want to use this as an opportunity to just kind of provide a little bit of background on it. So it stands for a historically black college and university, and they were created to provide equal opportunity to higher education for people of color. Before the Civil Rights Act of 1964, colleges would flat out refuse admission or at least severely limit admission of black students into universities. So HBCUs essentially gave an opportunity that otherwise didn't exist or was very difficult to exist to make happen for people of color. Yeah, and diversity within higher education and and people graduating from college is super important because the more voices that we have coming from all corners of the U.S. and everybody having their own unique experience, being able to receive that higher education no matter who you are, allows for our society to be just better and more informed. 
So that's why it's really important for everyone to have an equal opportunity to education, yeah. to higher education, well, education in general, but also higher education. Right, and we don't want racism or discrimination to be a deterrent for people of color from going on and being able to go to college and go on to hold positions of power and do amazing things, which is why HBCUs were created, and that's why they're so important. And there's over 100 HBCUs in the United States right now. And none of them have a gymnastics team until now. And I think the thing too that is important to remember is that while people of color can go to any university that they want now, that wasn't always the case. That wasn't always an opportunity that they had. And HBCUs create a unique experience for them culturally, a a safe environment, an inclusive environment, one where they don't have to worry about racism or microaggressions, things that we hear about all the time and sometimes we even see happening right in front of us in our day-to-day lives still to this day. That's why HBCUs are so important culturally. Yeah, I think that they can promise something to people of color that other universities can't. And particularly when you just look at gymnastics alone, sure, you see all these incredible campuses and college gymnastics programs with a lot of accolades and programs that have a lot of money and that can give you a lot of exposure. And But all of that, I think, pales in comparison to feeling welcome and safe and accepted during your college experience and embraced for who you are, which is not something that just any university can promise you. Absolutely. And another element to this too, which... You'll hear when we talk to some of the athletes in our next week's episode. Little teaser. Yes, we have some more interviews coming. We're not done with Fisk just yet. But a lot of athletes, this is something that they've always wanted. This is something that they've dreamed about. And for many of them, it's like a family tradition. They've had, you know, parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents that all attended HBCUs. And up until now, they didn't really have that opportunity. They either had to not do gymnastics and then be able to go to an HBCU or they had to give up the dream of going to an HBCU just to do college gymnastics. Which is not something that they should have to do. No, they shouldn't, which is why FISC is such a big deal. It's more than just another college gymnastics program, which, yes, is great, but this is going to impact so many people in a positive way and allow the sport to continue to grow. And just become more inclusive, I would say. Yeah. Gymnastics aside. Yeah, and give... It creates more opportunities. Exactly, For people of color. Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) And having the opportunity to talk to a few of the athletes on this incoming team at Fisk, I honestly had chills and was even just a little emotional listening to them and seeing how much this opportunity means to them, truly. So I genuinely can't wait to share that with you all so you can all really hear from them just how much it means and why they made the choice to go to Fisk. So we're super excited for you guys to hear from them next week. We're also excited for you to hear this interview with Kareen coming up in just a quick moment. But we wanted to real quickly touch on some things that we just didn't get to in the interview. Or maybe that weren't made like super, super clear. Yeah, just things that I think people might have questions on or yeah, that we just wanted to make sure is clear. So Fisk is applying to be a Division II school in the NCAA. There is a probationary period for three years where they won't be able to compete in the postseason, but they can still, during the regular season, compete against anyone that they want. And then once that probationary period is up, the gymnasts will be eligible to go to like regionals or NCAA championships. So that means that the current team that's coming in... The freshmen. Yeah, for the 2023 season, by their senior year, 
they'll be able to have the opportunity to go to something like regionals or possibly the national championships. Yes, which is really exciting. Going into the interview, we weren't aware of that because Fisk is an NAIA school, which obviously doesn't have any gymnastics programs. So you'll hear in the interview that we kind of start to say that, but then we learned that Fisk is actually in the process of becoming an NCAA school. So super exciting. The other thing too was just that the team is going to be training at a local gym in Nashville. Um, Not like a super crucial detail, but just something we didn't touch on. Yeah. And something that people might want to know. And that's pretty common with new teams, especially, you know, teams that aren't major universities like Clemson, for example, is getting this brand new gym built, but Obviously, Fisk being a little bit smaller of a school. Not as much funding. Yeah, they're going to be training at a local gym, which is excellent. So I believe that was all we had as far as things that weren't touched on in the interview. If you guys have any questions after you listen to this, you can send us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, or send us an email, allthingsgympod at gmail.com. And we can help try and provide clarity in any way that we can. We also want to give a shout out to Fisk on social media. We want to make sure you guys do that because there is a point in the interview where we talk about social media, but just because the conversation, the way it happened, we didn't really actually say the social media handle. So we want to do that right now. Make sure you're following Fisk for all of the latest updates. They're on Twitter and Instagram at Fisk Gym Dogs. And we also want to give a shout out to the Fisk Gym Fans. It's at Fisk Gym Fan on Twitter and Instagram as well, because they are already posting all things Fisk. So it's another great place to get any Fisk gymnastics updates. And I'm just really excited that we're already seeing like fan accounts pop up. Yes, we love the support this early on. So we wanted to give a shout out to them as well, because I think with a new program starting, and you'll hear in the interview, Kareem talks about, you know, trying to get everything up and running, even on the social media end of things. I think it's super helpful to have people that are, you know, keeping track of the incoming recruit and people who have committed and really just like any updates that you would want to know about any other program. So um, I think it's helpful to you to follow both of those accounts if you are interested in learning more about Fisk and just keeping up to date with all the exciting things that are going to be happening in the very near future. With that being said, let's get into the interview with Kareen Wright-Tarver to get the latest updates on everything that you need to know about Fisk Gymnastics 2023. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We appreciate it. And we're super, super excited about Fisk launching a gymnastics program. It's such a big thing. And obviously you're the head coach and we kind of wanted to start by talking about how that all came about. So was it something that you expressed interest in or did someone reach out to you? I guess, how did that all come about? Um, actually, they reached out to me. Um, I didn't even know they were even considering a team. So um, they had some advisors and I was recommended for the job by one of the advisors. So I guess they kind of looked into my background a little bit, saw what I had been doing and gave me a call. What excites you the most about having this opportunity, not only to start a new college gym program at a time where the sport seems to be reaching new levels, but also to have it be the first ever HBCU gym program. What, what about that is most exciting to you? Everything. (laughs) But um, honestly, I, I knew this was a big deal, but I am learning day by day, just how big the deal it is. Like different phone calls I've gotten people that I've talked to, um, people that are want to get involved in the program in different ways that never really people who aren't gymnastics people 
who are like, this is amazing. We're wanna help you uh, help the program, see what we can do, like, you know, get involved. So um, I met with someone, well, talked with people recently that, you know, in the community of Nashville and how exciting they are, as well as the state of Tennessee, because we're also the only gym program in the state of Tennessee. So that is a whole nother. <laughs> so it's like the first, the first HBCU ever, the first team in Tennessee ever. Like it's, well, and you guys are the first NAIA school, too, to have a gymnastics program. So you guys are breaking all kinds of ground. Yeah, we're not really staying in AIA, though. The institution is is putting the application in. Like, we're working on it as we speak to be an NCAA school. Oh. So we're not going to be an NAIA. Okay. So is that something that is going to be in effect by next season? Are you hoping, maybe, or...? That's what we're hoping, yes. And we're, we're looking to see if we can get emergency status since... Uh, there is no NAIA gymnastics. There is nothing um, anywhere else other than NCA. So we're hoping that we can get a waiver to get emergency status. But the institution is going to be putting in their applications by. It should be by by this fall, um, hopefully. So, and it you know that and then there's like the three year probationary period and all this other stuff that goes on. But that you can still compete in NCA while that's going on. So we will not really be NAI. We'll be NCA. Okay, well, that's good to know, because I think that's something that a lot of gymnastics fans are kind of confused about, and a lot of people also weren't sure how that would impact things like recruiting for those gymnasts that, you know, wanted to go to FISC, but also kind of desired that NCAA postseason experience, so it's definitely really good news. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to be NCAA, so yeah, that was always in... I mean, it was a plan for, they had a plan to do that down the road. And I kind of came in and said, uh-uh, you're doing it now. Because <laughs> <Right now. laughs> yeah. otherwise it's not going to work, you know? So yeah, that's, that will be done as soon as, as soon as we can, actually. I'm, I'm hoping that sometime, uh, definitely by the fall, before January, it will be submitted. Okay, good to know. Um, I wanted to ask you about the level of interest. As soon as the program was announced, what was the level of interest like? Because I talked to the athletic director, Dr. Larry Glover, back in March, and this was before you were announced as head coach, but he said that he was getting like an overwhelming amount of emails from people wanting to come to Fisk and, you know, people that want to potentially transfer and come to Fisk. So he said he was compiling a list for whoever the first head coach was going to be, which obviously now it's you. So I want to ask you, when you walked in, did you have like a stack of names on your desk ready to go or? <laughs> I don't have my desk yet, believe it or not. Um, it's funny because I, I asked that today where uh, my, my office is going to be in the brand, uh, they, they have a brand new building that's, that's being built right now as we speak. So I'm going to be in this new building, but um, it's funny because once I was announced in my email, I got my email, all of a sudden I got these forwarded emails and I had like just tons and tons of forward emails from people. And I was like, okay, I got to get through this and see um, which is viable, which is not viable, who is serious, who is just inquiring. So, but you know, it, it's turned into this amazing first class that we've got. So yeah. What is the recruiting strategy been for you as you build this inaugural team? Like what kinds of qualities are you looking for and some of the potential recruits that you're talking to? Um, well, you've seen some of them. We've done a lot of our announcing. I think I want to say uh, up to seven of them, I think, or eight of them have announced already. We still have more that are going to announce. So it's just a matter of when they announce it. So it was it was interesting because I was like, I want to get out there and announce, but I wanted the girls to have that opportunity to do it themselves. They had, they became very 
closed very quickly. Um, we um, had an official visit weekend and we brought a bunch of girls in and they just clicked. So it was, it was good that, you know, the girls that we bought in, but they are all very um, motivated. They're, they're very motivated to be good students, to be good athletes, to be good people. So I'm looking for girls that want to be a part of a team, but not just a team, but a family and realize that, you know, we are there for each other and we have something special. I mean, that's kind of what I've been telling every one of them is that we, we have something special here and that every girl on that team, their name will be a part of history. So they, they will be known forever. How many people are you looking for for your first team? Like how big is the roster size going to be? Um, I, my goal at the beginning was 15. Um, we are right at 13, possibly 14. Um, so we'll see what goes from there. And then how many of those are scholarship spots? Are they all scholarship? I know not the all, situation. No, not all of them. Um, okay. Well-ish uh, right now, I want to say um, possibly more. D2, yeah, we're, we're still working on that. <laughs> okay, yeah. There's probably a lot that you still have to figure out in this process. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's um, I don't even think the administration realized it was going to be as big as it is. You know what I mean? Like they knew it was historic. I knew historic, but um, I don't think they realized just how incredibly big this was going to be. So yeah, we're still working because I've I've been getting some really talented athletes now that later in the in the game. So now I have to look and see if we can do some things to maybe give um, a little more money in some places. But we'll see. The last couple of days, we've seen a lot of girls announcing their commitment to FISP, which is super exciting. And one person that a lot of people are talking about right now is Morgan Price, because she decommitted from an SEC school and is now coming to FISP. And obviously, she has a lot of experience, a lot of accolades. So I wanted to ask you this, and I'm not expecting you to like announce anything, but can fans expect more transfers or decommits from some of those bigger schools? Do you have any more like big moves up your sleeve? No, my big moves. Um... We do have one more um, young lady, if she hasn't announced yet, who turned down two Big Ten schools to come to Fisk. So she didn't decommit because she wasn't, uh, she hadn't signed anything, but um, she did decline the two Big Ten schools. So we're just waiting for her to put out her announcement. So it's so exciting to see the announcements come trickling in. That was the second, like the program was announced. I think everyone's mind immediately starts to go to like, who's going to commit and when are we going to start seeing the commits and now we're finally starting to see the team come together. What's that like for you to see the team kind of starting to come together and have it be public knowledge. And now everyone can get excited about it. It, it was, it was crazy because I knew that they'd all committed obviously. And I've known for, for some of them I've known for some time, but it was kind of like they, I don't know what they were thinking. Some of them. And I was kind of like Morgan was a little bit later, her commit, um, her decision. Uh, was a little bit later than some of the other girls. Um, but I, you know, some of them were just saying, I was like, girls, are you guys going to announce it? Or, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh yeah, we're going to. And so now it's kind of rolling. <laughs> we still have several more that are, that are looking to announce. Um, actually, I take it back. We might have one more decommit. I'm just thinking about it. We might have one more decommit. T. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, but so I won't say anything about it because I don't want to jinx it. But um, we, uh, we, it was like they was once the first one put out the announcement, then all the other girls are like, "Oh yeah!" So now they all are. It's all starting to come out, and some of them were waiting for like professional pictures, or you know, they wanted to do 
big deals or, you know, and then they also waiting to have paperwork so they could sign because it's not an NLI, but it is a, an agreement. So um, I was sending those things out for them too. So right now, I mean, obviously next season is still a ways away, but have you started to look at what competitions you guys might compete, you know, at or who you're going to compete against? Uh, we have a partial schedule already. Um, don't have dates for all of them because um, we're still waiting, but some of the schools, they have to wait till their conference dates come out before they can do non-conference dates. So we are waiting to hear from them, but um, yeah, we're gonna, we got some big meets coming up. Do you know how many like home meets you're gonna have as opposed to away meets? Um, well, we're having one at Fisk and then we have, we're doing another meet that we may be considered, it's a meet in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're not running the meet, but we would be the host since we're the closest, but kind of, I'm not sure if we're considered a home meet or a home team or not. We'll find out. Okay. But technically this year, we're not doing as many home because a lot of people already had their schedules done. Right. Yeah. So, um, but there's a lot of people that want to come to Nashville. So I'm looking forward to next season when we are able to do more home meets. Yeah. It's a great location too. Like a lot of people love Nashville. Everybody loves Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to go to Nashville and college gymnastics. We have both. It's funny. I, I was talking to, and some of the bigger schools, like a lot of times you, they won't go to smaller schools. You don't get them to go to a lot of the small schools. And I was just talking to some people and they're like, you're in Nashville. Yeah, we're there. We're coming. We're, we're coming to you. We're coming to Nashville. I was like, okay. They want to come to Nashville. So works right. What about a conference? Because that was another thing when I talked to Dr. Glover back in March. He said back then that you guys were eyeing the GEC conference. Is there an update as far as where you are in that process to figure out? Um, we're, we're not looking at the GEC as at this time. It, it really um distance-wise doesn't make the most sense. Um, you know, I mean, like they're as far up as Connecticut. So that's kind of far. So we're looking at some other things, but we haven't officially um, put anything in yet. So I don't want to make it seem like we're, you know, trying to assuming things. So right, right. put in. Um, I've talked to several different uh, people so that we're trying to figure out what's best. But the GEC, probably not just like I said, because not that they require you to compete against each other, but it's far. You know, Connecticut's far and most of the schools are up there. And even though we are going to go up there for competitions, we don't really want to do it too as often as as maybe it would kind of need. So yeah. it's not likely that we're going to go in that direction. Okay. Any idea of the timetable of when you guys might figure out exactly what conference you're going to be in? Uh, we, like I said, we're in talks with a couple of different conferences. So once the paperwork is signed, then you guys will know about it <laughs> or the public will know about it, I should say. Right. <laughs> so you recently announced the first member of your coaching staff, um, India Anderson, she's assistant coach. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about her and what she brings to the team? Um, India is coming from Ursinus College. And before that, she was a gymnast at Temple University. Um, what she brings is, is a lot of knowledge of how college gymnastics works. One of the main things that I was looking for in an assistant was someone that had experience in coaching college, mainly because we have so much to do since we're starting a new program. And so I don't really have as much time to teach someone, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how it works. This is, you know, cause college is very different than club, you know, how you train, how you prepare, when you're prepared, when things are going to happen is very different. So 
Um, I just don't have the time to really teach someone. I need someone that can say, can you do this? Can you do this? And they'll know exactly what I mean. So that was the number one priority was to find someone that had some experience. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was great to find India. And she also has D1 experience because she was at Temple University. So she understands as an athlete too, what was needed, what was good, what was bad, you know, that kind of thing. So what are some of your goals and hopes for the program, not only in this first season, but just looking ahead to the future? What is the direction you're kind of hoping that the program goes in? Well, we're hoping like any other school is that we qualify to NCAA regionals. I mean, I would love to qualify for nationals, but I mean, I, I realize that that is, you know, the, the, the dream or that's the goal for every program, but we all know that there's so few, I mean, eight of them make it. So um, that's a pretty low number. That doesn't mean it can't happen. <laughs> but yeah it doesn't mean it can't happen it just means it's going to be a little harder to get there but um we want to make sure that our girls have the opportunity to compete on that level and that they um whether it's individuals or as a team we will uh, look to be going to collegiate nationals and hopefully um you know i i do believe that that is great for a lot of programs i mean it did wonders for Bridgeport. It's done a lot for Texas women's um, to win because it's still a national championship. Um, so that is also a goal for us to be, you know, national champions along those lines. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, we're, we're, we're going in steps right now, you know, <laughs> but, but that's the goal. <laughs> Does it feel overwhelming at all to like step in and you basically have this new program in your hands and you have to make all these decisions? Is it like, a little bit overwhelming. It was at first. It was. Um, I was. I was most definitely overwhelmed for a while, uh, mainly because I knew I just didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. Not so much how the amount as much as the amount in the amount of time. Right. So prior to having a having these commits, it was just I was stressed out about how am I going to do this? I don't have commits. How am I going to convince them? So now that I have, we have a team right now. We we have commitments, and by that I mean walk ons as well of 13, 14. So I know I have a team. So now that was like the first check on the box. There is like, okay, first box check team. So the schedule was next. And that was, you know, I've been able to, even though we don't have a full schedule yet. Um, I know that we have like about eight competitions or maybe nine, I think nine, because I think we just got one more or we're waiting for one more. So that now I know we got competitions. So now it's all the other stuff we, you know, we, uh, working on working with our, the community, working with some vendors, working with some partnerships that we're trying to do. So now it's kind of like the, not extra stuff, but all the, um, the more fun stuff, I guess you can say. So I'm not yeah. as stressed as I was. Well, I'm <laughs> glad you said fine. Cause that would be, that's how I would think of it. Like once you get your first class out of the way and you're like, okay, at least we have a team now. And then we can you, actually start this. Now we can start looking at like who we're going to compete against. What are the leotards going to look like? All of the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, now it's the fun stuff. And, you know, working with the community leaders, getting to know the community. Um, we really want to embrace the community and have them embrace FISC. Being the only, like I said, the only team in Tennessee, we really want to work with not just the other uh, gymnastics programs in Tennessee, but in general, you know, just fans and people that are excited about what we're doing. So this is more the fun side of things. This is where the fundraising comes in. This is where the um, hopefully NLI deals for some of the girls come in. 
um, not that we're going to do it, but their exposure that they're getting will hopefully lead to some good stuff for them. Right. And that would be amazing. Can you imagine a small division two school was able to look at, you know, being able to get NLI deals for our athletes? I mean, that's, that's huge. Incredible. Yeah. Who are some people, whether it's either like former coaches or colleagues of yours that you look up to that you're kind of using as an inspiration as you begin this journey as a head coach? Um, well, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, it's funny because people who know me and know like my relationship with Suzanne Yachlin laugh because it was an, a very interesting relationship. But the one thing I've always said is that she was the best head coach in the country. She may not have been like the most technical coach in the country, but as far as a head coach is concerned, I mean, she's the, the I'm just going to go and find her book and just read it again and again and, <laughs> and find out things because she was a mastermind. She looked beyond just the gymnastics and looked at how to promote the sport and to make it exciting for people to come see gymnastics, realizing that, you know, a lot of the people that come see gymnastics meets are not gymnastics fans. They're college gymnastics fans. Right. And they're fans for that particular school. So you're not, you know, they, they're not going to go to a USAG meet and watch a championships or things, but they're going to be at the college meets. So um, she figured out the marketing side and the, you know, the fundraising side and all that other stuff that a lot of times people don't look at. So yeah, I'll be uh, picking her brain if I can. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you been in touch with her at all since you've accepted the position? I have not. I have not talked to her, um, believe it or not. Um, I haven't really had time. Yeah, so busy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everything up to this point hasn't really been, you know, it's been kind of the straightforward stuff getting a team, getting a schedule, getting some of the deals in place. You know, I, I did athletic administration for 10 years. So I do know a lot of the other side of college athletics. Um, I, I, so I know how it works. So I've been able to navigate that a little bit easier, I think, than other first year coaches who really only know gymnastics. I know that complete administrative side. So um, I've been really a lot of work going on with a lot of other things so yeah don't worry I'm gonna be uh calling her and picking her brain hopefully we'll see what happens Suzanne if you're listening expect a phone call <laughs> it may be a little bit before that happens but right now I'm just trying to um get all the 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 building blocks into place and then I can start looking at some of the excess stuff but yeah. you know some good things like you can look forward to some good things yeah and the other angle to this too is that so you were a gymnast yourself a, a very incredible gymnast you were the first black gymnast to ever win an NCAA all-around title nine-time all-american in Georgia do you think that your experiences as a gymnast will help you and your coaching and all like when it comes to understanding or relating to some of the things that they go through, whether it's, you know, balancing gym with school and personal lives and all the things that they deal with. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel like having that personal experience will kind of translate into your coaching? Uh, definitely. And the thing is, all of my assistant coaches were all gymnasts, college gymnasts. So we, all of us can relate, all of us understand. So, you know, I mean, it's, it means good and bad. It means that we get why you, you might be having a difficult day but we also get why you might be making an excuse and you can handle it kind of thing um <laughs> but um yeah I think we all get it and so mentally we understand when when to look for things and what are some of the um, pitfalls that maybe you don't see that a coach that never did college wouldn't get mm -hmm.
and sometimes I think people see, you know, like they, they might see someone as being making an excuse, but you may not realize that, you know, this person, this girl, young girl had a, or woman had a, you know, her boyfriend broke up with her or something that they're not going to tell us, you know, or they're not going to say out loud to people, but you don't know why they're, they're having that kind of a day or they, you know, they failed a test or, you know, for college students or girls coming out of high school, they got to be for the first time. And that seems so like no big deal. You got to be, so what? But for a girl who's a person who's never gotten to be in their life, that's devastating. And for someone who has always had to work and it worked, you know, like they worked hard and they got what they, you know, they got the rewards, you come to college and it doesn't always work that way. Um, your, your best may not be what you thought it was. And so we understand that. We understand we've been there, done that. So we know how it feels. So I think that that helps to navigate and hopefully deal with potential issues before they become one. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the gymnast on the team too will probably appreciate that too. It, I feel like it helps to have somebody who's been there, done that. Yeah. And sees yeah. them as a human and not just, just the athlete. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're, we're helping to, you know, these young women that are coming to college become productive members of society, be able to go out and get the jobs that they really want. Um, whether it's going to medical school, law school, graduate school or just getting a job right after they're graduating um the whole person we need to take care of the whole person not just the gymnastics side of it so when you were hired you mentioned that you didn't have a lot of role models in the sport who looked like you can you put into words the impact that fish gymnastics will have on the next generation of black and brown gymnasts all around the country it already is actually, it, it's already made an impact. I mean, I, I mean the number of emails and I know that all schools get emails. I mean, we know that kids want to go to college but the number of um, emails that I've gotten from young ladies who say it's so nice to see someone that looks like me. And I've, uh, some of the girls that are coming on the team um, that's something when I talk with them the first thing they said was it's great to have someone that looks like me or and I've had parents reach out to me um, their kids are in elementary schools or middle school and they it's not even about coming to Fisk it's like I had one woman that just wants her daughter to meet our girls because she's the only you know African-American on our team so it's hard for her to understand why there isn't more people that look like her and Simone Biles is a goat we know and they you know they see her and of course they realize it's possible but she's still the goat and so this is more attainable college is attainable Olympics it's great. And we all, you know, they all dream it, but realistically, it's not going to happen for most, but, but college is attainable for many of them. So they can see people that look like them and will help them with navigating. If you're the only one on your team, or you don't have a whole lot of girls in your gym, how do you navigate that? So that's part of like Brown Girls Do Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. That's something that they do. And that's part of the clinics that they have is to help young girls to navigate those kind of things. So um, we've kind of partnered with Brown Girls the Gymnastics, so we're excited about that. And that partnership will be, you know, a long-term one, hopefully. And so we'll get our girls more involved. And this year, they won't be as much, but we're hoping to get more of them involved. But some of them actually came from Brown Girls. Several of the girls on our team, they came to those clinics. And we have, I think, one that has been to almost every one of their clinics or has been there since she was very young. So, um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's helpful to, for them to see this. Yeah. Have you noticed when you've been recruiting and talking to these athletes, do you find that some of them have wanted to go to an HBCU 
but couldn't because one didn't exist with the gymnastics program. Is that something that's come up, you know, when you've been recruiting? Because I actually talked to Darren Moore. I did an article for Inside Gymnastics magazine. Mm -hmm. And that was something she said to me was that she heard stories when she was doing these conferences over and over again. She heard stories of gymnasts that wanted to go to HBCU because, you know, they had family that had done it. It had been like a tradition, but they couldn't themselves. Either they went to an HBCU and they gave up the sport or they did the sport and they gave up the dream of going to an HBCU. So they kind of had to pick and now they don't. A lot of them, a lot of them said that they wanted, that was something that they wanted to do. Um, we have one young lady who uh, her dad went to an HBCU and her, like almost her entire family went to HBCUs. And so she's been, she grew up around them. She grew up around going to uh, football games and seeing the bands and seeing the HBCU traditions and she wasn't going to be able to go her cousins went so for her the opportunity she jumped on it she was like you know that was something she always wanted to do but it wasn't an option so a lot of them actually that's probably a almost every one of the girls were saying that they had had the opportunity before they would have made that a different choice or they would have um, even some people who are currently at schools that I know uh, contacted me who had quit gymnastics and were doing other things because they wanted to go to an HBCU. And I was yeah. like, Ugh. Yeah. I wish you could go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that this inspires more HBCUs to start gymnastics programs. And yeah, well, I think the level of interest too, like the gymnastics community is all about this. We're like so, so excited about it. I think a lot of people are going to be coming from out of state just to go to support Fisk. And I, I just, yeah, there is so much interest in the gymnastics community that people like, they, they want to support these teams. So what are some ways, I guess, that people can support if they don't live in the state? Do you guys have like merch that you're going to be doing or? Yeah, we're going to, we're, I'm working on the online store as we speak. Um, that would be a great way to help support the program because to see Fisk t-shirts going all over the place would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I coach club gymnastics and every summer when we had our camp, we would always have a college day. And so I'm hoping one day we'll have Fisk, yeah. you know what I mean? There'll be some of the little girls that will say Fisk on there. I'm hoping that that is going to be what we see someday, like in, in clubs that have college days that, you know, they will be able to, to do that. So, and um, I'm, I'm looking at possibly doing a fundraising leotard that, you know, young girls can buy. We're excited about that too. So we're going to see what happens. I wanted to ask you too about social media because I saw, I think it was last week, I started seeing like a Fisk Gymnastics Twitter and Instagram. Is that like the official Instagram? Um, there is one out there that's not. Um, I think she changed, the person changed the name. She was a fan that okay. started it because they ha we hadn't had ours up and running yet. We were still, um, again, there's a lot of uh, kinks to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're not used to this influx and this, this kind of publicity at Fisk. So right. we're not prepared for the amount of interest and, you know, people clamoring for things. So we do have- They are uh, prepared for the gym tonight. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know the gymnastics community is so big and so passionate. Fisk probably had no idea what they were getting themselves into. No, not at all. But we do have some official ones. Um, is it this one, the Fisk gym dogs, the one that has some of the yeah, that's the one that my, my assistant coach is currently um, okay. running that one. We are going to eventually be turning them over to um, our sports information director right now is not a full-time person. So 
we are, I mean, that's going to be changing in the future. Um, mm-hmm. that we will have a full-time person doing it, but right now it's not. So okay. we're, um, handling that. So my goal, once I get on campus and had a chance to advertise, we're going to be looking for a social media coordinator. At first I was like, we can hire someone. And I said, why? We can hire a student. They know the internet and social media better than anyone. So, um, you know, there's plenty of students on campus that want jobs and they know how to do social media. So I couldn't ask for a better person, you know, to, to do it than hiring an adult and hoping that they understand how all these different platforms work. So I'm hoping that we can um, hire someone that will handle like the social media and posting videos and uh, updates and stuff like that. So that is my, my plan. I'm hoping the institution doesn't like, again, they're not used to this. So <laughs> welcome to everybody wants information a million times a day. They wanted it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking, I mean, I get now because I followed so many college teams. I'm like, there's still constantly stuff coming on every single week. And it's like, maybe you have to keep every week, you have to post something to make sure people, you know, they understand and they stay, you know, things stay relevant. So yeah, well, yeah. I need someone. So it's not something that you can just kind of do as a hobby. I need someone that, that understands that I need, you know, we're going to need stuff posted every week, things, something you know, two or three times a week, if we can do it during season, especially so. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add or that you want people to know about the gymnastics program at Fisk? Just to be, uh, you know what, keep touch, keep, you know, keep looking on there. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pike. We are I'm still working on some deals, working with some people, working on some, um, some collaborations with some people and some companies. So I'm excited about what this means for the future. We are so excited as well. And like we said, we plan on coming down for a meet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this year, um, like I said, there's only going to be like one. Well, we'll have two meets in Tennessee. One is going to be at the Invitational. It's Tennessee Classic. Okay. So we'll be competing at that meet. And then we'll have one home meet against Greenville, which is another brand new program. Oh, that'll be exciting. So, so yeah. So we're excited about that. So, and we have to teach our, we have to take it slowly because- Gymnastics, um, our SID does it, has never done the statistics and the programs and all the other stuff. So we're going to have to teach them how to do it, yeah. <laughs> which I still have to learn. I mean, I know how to run a gymnastics meet. College is slightly different. So I just have to learn the nuances, but I do understand how to run a meet in general. Right. But so we're going to have to, we might have to send him to another <laughs> couple of home, other meets to learn how to do. Right. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not something you could just like read a book and go, Hey, I got this, you know? Yeah. Right. You, almost, you almost need someone who's like done it before to show how it's done. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it, like stats it for basketball and baseball, those don't change that much between, you know, like high school and college, whereas gymnastics, the club program completely different than the college program. Well, we're super excited. Either way, no matter where the meet's going to be, we're going to be there supporting you guys. Right. Even if it's an away meet, I mean, I'll go to as many meets as I can. So I'm. Just... Yeah, where are you guys? You guys are in Michigan, right? Yeah, yes. we're, we live in Ann Arbor. We live very, we're like right in between Eastern Michigan and U of M. So we actually might be up there. Oh, really? Okay. You know, I was hoping so because, so like we're pretty close to Beth Plocky and the Michigan team. She was saying that, I don't know, this was before you were hired as coach. So I don't know if you've connected with Beth at all, but she was interested in having you guys come and be a part of the exhibition meet. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking, I've talked, I've known Bev for um, a very, very long time. Like pretty much back when I was at Georgia almost. Um, when she first started, I, I've known her since then. So 
we go way back. So yeah, we've talked. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we'll see you guys here. We'll come to you and then you guys come to us. Okay. There you, you. go. <laughs> you guys, you guys are always welcome to the old Nashville. There's so much, you know, it's kind of a boring city. I know. <laughs> right. So boring. <laughs> Nothing to do there. Who wants to go there? Nothing to do there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was in Nashville a month ago for work. And the only thing I was thinking about was like, Fisk. I want to go see Fisk's campus. <laughs> I didn't have time to, but I was, I wanted to. <laughs> it's a small campus, but almost every building on that campus is a historical landmark that's so cool and there's a story behind almost every building like there is stories like historical stories about why the building was built and what the building was built for and what does it mean and what was its significance um a lot of history so it is and I am like in awe when I go see that when the first time I went on a tour and they told me the whole thing I was like oh my gosh that's Wow. Incredible. Is the campus like downtown Nashville or is it kind of like on the outskirts? No, it's about 10 minutes from downtown. Okay. So it's not like in the midst of all the, the chaos of downtown, but. No, you, there's, um, I don't remember which highway that is, but there's downtown and then there's a highway that um, goes alongside. And if you cross on one side, it's downtown. The other side, if you go down, there's Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, and we're kind of parallel to that, just for the, a little bit more over, but I don't know North, South, East, West yet. I haven't yeah. been there long enough yet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a much quieter area where we are, but that's not going to be the case forever because it's growing so much. I'm sure it's going to become crazy busy, but we're right across the street from a Harry Medical School. Okay. Well, so we're right across the street from the hospital and all that stuff. So that's kind of great, but it's... um. Yeah, so literally you go under the bridge or you go under the highway and you're, you know, downtown, so. Okay, well, and, when we make it out to Nashville next time I'm back, I'm going to come check out the campus because I want to see it. <laughs> it's just a beautiful campus. Yeah, well, congratulations, and we're, we're excited for you guys and yes. already looking forward to next season. I'm sure you are too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. That does it for this week's episode. We want to say thank you again, Kareen, for taking the time to come chat with us. We just cannot stop saying how excited we are, and we are just so ready for the season to begin. Next week, we'll be back with another episode, still Fisk-themed. We're going to be having three members of Fisk's inaugural gymnastics team joining us on the show. We're not going to tell you who they are yet, unless you're a gold or silver level Patreon supporter. You can go check out who it is on the Patreon app. But until then, we hope you guys are having a great week, staying safe, staying healthy, taking care of yourselves physically and mentally, all of the things. And we will talk to you guys real soon. Bye.